Bruce Johnson, president and founder of Biscalers and the Biscalers Club. And today I want to talk to you about the secret to eliminating 90% of employee problems. The secret to eliminating 90% of employee problems. Now, one of the great joys of being a business owner and or entrepreneur, whether you call yourself president, owner, CEO, founder, co-founder, it's really irrelevant. One of the great joys is being able to hire people. It's wonderful. Of course, the bad news is that it's also one of the great pains and frustrations. Some people habitually don't do what you want them to do. Some people do occasionally, but frequently people do things the way that you don't want them to do that or they do the wrong thing, and it just gets frustrating at times. So how do you eliminate the vast majority of that behavior? Well, there are a number of secrets and tactics that most people try, but there are really two things that make the biggest difference in eliminating the vast majority of those uh, issues. And today I want to talk to you about the second one, but the first one is to actually intentionally define your culture. Now, small businesses in general are really bad about defining their culture. You want people to do certain things, but you probably haven't explained exactly how you want it to be done. And culture is the 24-7 driver of any business. So once the culture is clearly defined, then people know how they're supposed to behave. But if you don't clearly define the culture, then people bring their own culture, the way they like to do things, and they do them the way they want to do them, apart from the way that you would like them to be done. And as your business grows, you'll understand that culture becomes more and more an important part of what you do because it really is that 24-7 driver so that people make the decision to do the right thing even when you're not around. And that's why culture becomes so important as a part of solving the vast majority of uh, problems with employees. However, even if you define the culture and you're intentional about it and you come alongside and you say, here are our core values and you instruct people about it, and even if you put them up on the walls and put them in employee manuals, that isn't enough. There's a second part of culture that's critical that the vast majority of business owners and entrepreneurs don't spend a lot of time thinking about and, in fact, often flee from. But that second part is the important part. So once you identify them, you have to do the second part. And to help you understand the second part, I'm going to give you a free access to a little piece, a little sample of what we do in the Biscalers Club where we have you know, tons of videos and courses and trainings and documents and templates and frameworks and all the kinds of things that you need to scale your business and make it more profitable. But every week, one of the things that I do for our members is I create a weekly leadership lesson from the trenches. And back when we began in the second week, I did one that defines and solves the problem that we're talking about today. And so I want to give you a little sample, a little taste of Biscalers Club today. And I hope you're going to enjoy it. I think you will. So let's take a listen in and I'll come back when we're done. Welcome to episode two in Leadership Lessons from the Trenches. And today I want to talk to you about culture isn't what's written, it's what's enforced. And that's a very important distinction and a great leadership lesson. Now, as your business is growing, my guess is you've begun to realize that culture is probably more important as you've been growing. So when you got to employee number six or eight or 10, it started to be more important. You got to 12 or 15, you begin to realize that culture is literally everything, right? Culture is the 24-7 driver of your business. It's what people decide to do when you're not there. And that's why culture becomes so important. And the larger you get, you start getting to 30, 50, 100 or more employees. It really is all about culture because you can't be there. You can't be with everyone and you can't be in every location. You need to know that people are following your culture even when you're not there. So culture is a really big deal. Now, here's the problem, though, is that a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs get stuck into thinking that once they've defined the culture, right, once they've written their strategic plan and here are our five values, like if you've taken the course on the ultimate strategic plan, 
then, you know, you, we talk about your values and you came up with your list of five and you think, man, we got that five and we talked about it and we came up with some ideas and maybe we put it up on the wall someplace, maybe even got a, you know, glass pyramid with the five words written on it. Maybe it's at the bottom of your, you know, weekly agenda. They tend to think that, you know, if it's there, well, then that's all they have to do. The problem is that uh, as you hire more people, if you don't enforce those values, be, people in general will almost always regress to either their personal preference or their personality or what, frankly, is just easiest, right? It's just easier to get away with stuff. So if you hire somebody, we'll call her Melinda, and Melinda's great the first week, and you know, then you start giving her more and more freedom, and all of a sudden, Melinda starts you know, doing work that's a little bit less than your standard. And by the way, um, you can pick any value you want. I'm going to pick excellence here, but you know, it could be collaboration or it could be generosity. I mean, you pick any core value you want. I'm just going to use excellence as the illustration here. And all of a sudden, you know, Melinda's doing her work, and now it's not quite at the standard. It's a little bit less, and you know what? No one gives her a hard time about it, right? And, you know, as the leader, you might be observing this thinking, well, you know, but she's been doing pretty well. And I don't want to be that guy or, you know, I don't want to be that gal who's just riding them all the time. And so you just kind of get away with it. And then Melinda starts realizing, you know, what? I, I, I mean, this is a lot of work. This is a lot easier. So, you know, now more and more of her work starts getting down here and she never gets in trouble because you, the leader, aren't coming up and enforcing that value, right? Because there's what's stated and what's real, and everybody knows what's enforced is the real value. Now, what's critical for most business owners and entrepreneurs is they have to realize that when you become a leader, one of the things that you do is you give up a lot of your rights. So here's what happens. I hear this say, uh, business leaders and uh, other kinds of leaders say this all the time. They'll say, well, I just don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that gal. I don't want to be the person who's always riding people. Well, if you have to ride somebody for any length of time and they can still be employed, that's another problem you have, okay? That's a leadership management problem. People should not be uh, consistently breaking your cultural values and not getting in trouble for it, right? So if you're riding them all the time and they're doing it, that's, uh, that's a problem in your culture and you need to fix that. You need to own that one. Uh, secondly, if you're sitting there thinking, but that's not who I am, I'd always say, who cares, right? When you decide to become a leader, you lay your rights aside and you do whatever is necessary for the person and for the culture and for the business. It's not about you, right? It's about what's best for them. And by the way, it's not best for them to get away with less than excellent work. It's not good for them to get away with something less than your value, right? If it, your value is collaboration and they're not collaborating, it's not good for them either, right? So you're not doing them a justice. What are you doing? You're just trying to protect yourself. It's a great leadership lesson. Stop protecting yourself. That's not your job as a leader. Your job is to let yourself aside and figure out what is best for them and the organization. And if you have to ride some people, then you have to ride them. You need to enforce it. You know, one of the mistakes that a lot of leaders make on this issue is they tend to think that, you know, I'll only enforce the big issues when they really break the big problem. And they let people get away with the little stuff. And that's the absolute wrong strategy. Remember when Giuliani went to New York City and turned the city around with a police uh, chief? Uh, they did that because they went after not the big crime. They went after the little crime, right? And when you nip it in the bud early on, you get rid of the other problems. And that's one of the things that has to happen for you as a leader. If you want to you know, build the right kind of culture, you can't just let everyone come up with their own culture, do everything they want to do. You say, this is the culture. And when somebody breaks that culture, you need to enforce it. You have to be the sheriff in town or else it all falls apart. Now, you don't have to be a jerk, by the way, about this, right? Because if he's a coach, you know, you need to ask questions to bring it out. So if someone does less than excellent work, you don't be a jerk about it. You just simply say to this person, now, I noticed that you did this. I need to ask you, 
does that meet our standard of excellence or whatever the value is that you're enforcing? And they should probably say, no, it doesn't. Well, what would excellence look like? And they should be able to say, well, I should have done this, this, and this. Okay, so next time, what are you going to do? I'm going to do this, this, and this. Okay, you know, I don't want to have to be the bad guy. But listen, this is our culture, and our culture is important, and we all need to uphold it. Right? It's what you enforce that determines what the culture really is, not what's on the wall, not what's on a little pyramid, not what's in your uh, strategic plan. It's what you actually do enforce. And if you get the stuff early on, then you get rid of all the problems later on. So be the person who enforces. Be the sheriff. Be a nice sheriff, by the way. Don't be a jerk. But be a nice sheriff because it's what's enforced that becomes the real culture. And when you get the culture right, you can scale up all day long because people know what's expected. In fact, you might even want to, you know, for example, use a name for your company. Back when I was at Seneca Creek, we used to call ourselves Creekers, right? And we could say, listen, you can do anything you want outside, but when you walk in here, you're a Creeker. And as a Creeker, this is what we do. When I was raising my kids, right, we're Johnsons, and this is what Johnsons do, right? And you just say, you need to, this is the culture, and I'm going to enforce it because this is who we are. And the better you get at being that kind of person, the better your company will get. Your culture will be consistent in alignment, and you'll be able to scale faster. So that's this week's leadership lesson from the trench. Hope you enjoyed it. Until our next episode, to your accelerated success, Bruce out. P.S. I just listened to the recording and realized that I forgot to say something I wanted to say, so let me just say it. If you want to be really good at this, you need to be hardest on your top performers and your best people, right? It's the football coach deal, right? And if you grew up in a small town, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you grew up in a small town like I did, and uh, you, the coach has a big game coming up, and there are a couple you know, low-level players who aren't really that important to the game who uh, break curfew, and the coach sets those players aside, eh, big deal. But when the coach decides to set aside your star player or a couple of your star players because they broke curfew, before the big game, like everybody in town knows, this coach means business. The team knows it. The entire town knows it. Everybody knows it. So as you're thinking about enforcing, I want to encourage you to make sure that you're probably the hardest on your best people. Make sure they always live it because everyone else is watching them. So if they watch how you enforce it on them, everybody gets a lesson and uh, and your culture will be better and stronger for it. So last thing, now you can go on. Have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that leadership lesson from the trenches because culture defined is good, but culture enforced is what really makes the whole difference. And when you start enforcing culture in your business, you'll begin to see a radical reduction in employee problems because they'll understand you can't get away with it any longer. And people will realize I have to do it this way. And if they consistently don't do it the right way, well, then the good news is they'll no longer be employed with you. And that gets rid of the problem as well. So it's a great strategy. Define it first. And then secondly, make sure you enforce it and do not allow the desire to be a people pleaser to get in the way. Your job is to be the leader. And part of that is making sure you not only create the culture, but enforce the culture. You'll be glad you did. Now, if you found this leadership lesson helpful and this podcast helpful, uh, make sure that if you're watching this by video, that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're listening by podcast, make sure you subscribe as well. Uh, Pass this along to any other business owners and entrepreneurs you know, because it's a critical lesson for them as well. And then make sure you check in every week because every week my commitment to you is to make sure that I give you actionable content that will help you build a more scalable and profitable business. And by the way, if you'd like to check out the Biscalers Club, you can do that anytime by just going to biscalers.com. 
forward slash club or just go to biscalers.com. Just go to the top link, hit club, and you can learn all about it right there. I think you'll love it. It's a great uh, way to learn how to be a better business leader so you can build a more scalable and profitable business. So until next week to your accelerated success, Bruce out.